This is Naked by the Future Farm, where entrepreneurship is stripped to its vulnerable core. Brought to you by Vladimir Kobrestinska and Nektarios Lolios. And remember to subscribe, follow, and rate Naked to help us share it with the world. Hey, Nektarios. Hi, Vladi. First extra Naked in a new season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was I was thinking about it today. It was quite exciting to do this. It's it's nice to be back. Hi guys, it's it's lovely that you're back with us. I was actually sort of planning to tell in Nectarius. I had a dinner yesterday with um so for the context, guys. So I'm back in Pakistan. Uh arrived a week ago, super intense, but uh sort of settled down already. And um was on a dinner yesterday. And one of the sort of local entrepreneurs, he told me, hey, I listened to Naked and I was like super excited. And then he tells me, and you have this like other sort of episode that you and your co-host, Nectarius, like you talk. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we have, you know, sort of reflection. And it was interesting what he said. He's like, you know, the guest episodes, um, they are heavy. And so I listened to this on the way to work and, you know, when I'm in the shower and stuff. And he says, like, I really enjoy the reflections just because there is a lighter sort of edge to it. So I just thought that that was nice to hear. Um, but it also made me reflect. It's true that, I mean, we have a heavy stuff there, right, that people reach out to when they when they're in need of. But, um, yeah, it's nice to nice to hear that people enjoy this chit chat of ours. That's my sort of coming back to this. <laughs> maybe we should expand it. Maybe we expand it. Maybe we should. <laughs> so uh, I'm in London and and I just kind of shared with Vladi that um, I was at the opera last Saturday and there was a woman in front of me who was coughing every 30 seconds. Pretty much uh, you could time it. And I got so annoyed. Um So maybe this should be the content of our extra naked. It's, well, what are the things that annoyed us last week? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> terrible. Although yeah. I think it's, uh, yeah, this human side that we all get, have it, the frustration. It's it's relatable. Huh? Um, but I think the one thing that we want to do, uh, to how to bring you folks more into this, and we are still trying to figure this out. So maybe if you have an idea, you can even message us through socials, is um, to bring in some of your questions. Um, so maybe, you know, if you listen to the episode or just generally, if you have a question for Nectaris and I, do, which is obviously related to well, mental health and entrepreneurship, although I was thinking like, let's see what type of questions we might get. Uh, we might, you know, consider answering also a little bit out, out of the context, but I think it would be really, really nice to have you more represented and have your voice heard. So please reach out. We are ready for you. Shall we do this? How Let's do you want to take it on? Yes. It's been the first episode of a new season. So it comes with a lot of a lot of stuff happening between the last one, right? So we go through things, we think about things, we learn things. We recorded a few episodes since. So it's been quite interesting to re-listen to the episode before we, we released it and, and go, okay, what are what are the headlines here? Um mm -hmm. I, maybe maybe I'll start a little bit because I met um, Eve in the summer and I met him at this leadership retreat and there's this this 
uh, event series of events called Fuck Up Nights, which people usually go and talk about their failures. And, and the founder of this, Julio, was there. And he invited a couple of people to come and share the story. And usually people talk about the business challenges. And um, Eve gets up and he starts telling his story. And I was listening to this thinking, wow, this is, this is uh, a naked story. So I went afterwards up to him and, and we talked a little bit. And, and there was a lot of affinity because we're the same age. We both had some similar experiences with losing our parents. And, and I was really happy that actually when he spoke to us, he was a lot more, he shared even more than they did in, in, that, in that retreat. But that retreat, I don't know if you remember, was the one where I, of I left. Of course I do. And yeah, I was yeah, I remember so overwhelmed by everything. I was exhausted. I was physically not well. And I was thinking, okay, this is a moment where you need to listen to your body. Um, so, yeah, it was really, really nice to get to talk more, to get more time with Eve. But also just to pick up on his story because it's an industry we don't know, isn't it? Yeah, no, I very much remember your excitement around him, actually, when you told me about him. And it was, it, it's true, like, it was a little bit balanced with your sort of, you know, um, just how tired you were and, and the frustrations from everything and, you know, just needed to rebalance yourself, right? Those are the two things I do remember. Um I also remember, however, how excited I was when you say, oh, he's from a fashion industry. And so we haven't had fashion industry represented on Naked in the previous seasons. Um, the reason why I was sort of excited was that I have not a lot of friends, but I have some friends who are from this industry. And the one of the things we do talk about when we have this, you know, after 11 p.m., when the sort of honesty comes out um, is that it is really tough space to be in. And I think one of the sort of challenges that my friends talk a lot about is also this pretense and this sort of need to belong. However, my, and, and this is Nectaris, I know you want to go into, it, it might not necessarily be authentic for you as a person, but that's sort of how the glamorized fashion industry in some way runs and rolls. And, you know, I, I love Vogue. I said it on the podcast. Like, that's one of my way to consume. I love fashion industry. Uh, in general, fashion as a statement and when it has a strong message. So I have some relationship to that space, but not to the high couture and the high fashion. So for me, the ability for us to sort of have somebody on Naked and talk to him, Eve, in this case, was really fascinating and there is a lot to unpack. So where do you want to start? Do you want to go into the authenticity and values? I know that that's something that resonated with you. Yeah, let's do this. Um, th there are some parallels between kind of the general startup world we're talking about. Sure. And some of the things that, that Eve shared with us. Um, I was really kind of shaken, is that the right word, when he was talking about how superficial it is and how mm. fast and how if you're not if you're not keeping up you're out right and and it was funny because i listened not long before that i listened to an episode of uh we have to name checker every single time esther perel um <laughs> where she had two models who were discussing their predicament about uh working in this industry, but not being able to make authentic choices for themselves. What about motherhood, having a baby and all that? 
Um, and sort of, it came at the time I was thinking, Jesus, how difficult must it be to navigate in that world where you are a values driven person and you cannot connect with other people on that level? Because it sounds mm -hmm. like the industry revolves around other things, but like fundamental deep values uh, are not relevant. And, and then, of course, how do you protect yourself um, and your mental health in a world like this, right? Um, and sort of since then, I've been sort of reading everything with a slight filter. Yeah, like you hear the big names mm. or there, there's a story yeah. around somebody, right? Yeah. I, I do have a little bit of cautiousness for myself. Like, you know, I think I've had a little bit of that personal experience by entrepreneurs and, you know, designers and who are friends and they've been sort of feeding a little bit of this experience. And then we heard it from Eve. I, I think the cautiousness come around, like, I'm sure, or I want to believe that there are people who are actually truly authentically enjoying having this life path and their values are aligned and that it's not everywhere like this. Right. But let's concentrate on it. Actually, what you're saying, Nectarius, around the values, like for me, I totally hear you and I agree with that. I think the piece where it connected for me was this sense of belonging and that very sort of foundational need for every human being, which comes to love, safety and belonging. And I, and I think just hearing from Eve that it not having the sense of belonging, having the disconnect on the values, right? draw him to that extreme breakdown to the level where you have suicidal thoughts or you cannot wake up for six months or the, or you, you cannot get up out of your bed for six months. Um, it's just, it's not even eyes opening. I'm looking for the right word, but it's like, it's horrific. I mean, mm. so I think that was one of the strongest sort of, you know, insights for me is like, how important is it to ask that question at the beginning of what we do. And I know we talk about ventures and businesses, right? Like what's the environment that I operate within? Who are the people I work with? Are, am I, am I, are we aligned? Am I aligned with the mission of this, right? My investor, like, I think that alignment at the core of it comes through as, as the nearly a very first sort of tick of a sense. Yeah. There was this moment, and and as a, a sort of aside, because sometimes it's really difficult to understand why people get into the situation. Mm. And uh, there was this moment where Eve said, "Well, look at me. I was I came from a tiny little place, and suddenly I'm like hanging out with the big names, and and you you also get some validation out of this, right? So even in the most difficult moments, there's enough glamour and there's enough shiny sure. to to make you feel okay superficially because yeah you, most of us weren't born into into money or into a world where these things come easy so to be able to <laughs> i read what what made mm -hmm. me giggle was when he talked about how he made it to lifetime platinum with air france right <laughs> for somebody who used to get a, a real kick out of out of airline status right um these things become the benchmarks for achievement right yeah it's like it doesn't matter that i had to travel 
so much that I didn't see my family or ruined my life or ruined my mental health. But I'm um, um, never have to worry about my airline status again. It's a weird one, but it resonated with me. But it also made me smile because people people know that I used to talk about my my travels a lot because mm-hmm. I got some value out of this and some validation out of this, right? Yeah, it represents a status, right? Mm. I mean, Michael Lins, the investor from Golden Gates Ventures from Singapore that we had on the second season, he talked about this. It just starts sort of shaping up and building up your identity as well. And and I think it just brought me back also to my own therapy with Sarah. And, And I think over the time when we haven't talked to you guys because we had the summer break, like I've been still continuing with my therapy and one of the questions that sort of shook me that Sarah brought, Sarah brought in was like, she she was like, okay, Vladi, so we are good now. It seems like we are in solid place. We looked into your path and we talked about my sort of relationship to parents and all of that. And, and it felt very healthy and ready to look forward into the future. And we started focusing on what I'm doing. And one of the questions and conversations that we went into was my work in Pakistan. And she sort of, in a very, it felt like, I felt like really naked. She went into that place of what's your relationship with the white savior complex and, you know, your need to sort of, you know, save that part of the world. And are you really doing this in order to enable the, you know, the people on the ground, or is there something with your ego? And you know, I have invested quite a lot in, into this in terms of thinking through it and stuff. So I, I actually appreciate she asked me, although it did feel uncomfortable, like I did feel threatened in some way. So I've, I remember after the call, like I had a stomachache and near like, oh my God, like, let me look back into this. But I think ultimately it comes back to have that clarity of wh- why am I doing what I'm doing? like truly, you know, and honestly, or that full honesty with yourself. Nectarius, I'm curious, like staying for a little bit more on this, like, is this a question you revisit on your own path? How often do you get back to that question? Which um, specific question? Because you put a lot the, of the one around. Yeah, that's true. The, okay, <laughs> so let's simplify it. Um, the one around okay, am I still on the journey that feels authentic? And why am I doing what I'm doing? Um, I actually do this a lot more now than I've ever done because of my experiences with my previous businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, So me having done a lot more work in Greece in the last few months is I had to figure out why why do I have this need? What what is there? And I realized, hang on, both my parents have gone. I, I have this desire to build my own relationship with the country and I can do this through work, right? There's one. Um, uh, the future farm, I think we've been very vocal, right? The, the bank building we're working on, there's an element of here, what, why? I, I, there's an element of who are you trying to save, but also there's an authentic experience of having been disadvantaged in my past because of whatever minority kind of community I was part of. So um, it it does come through a lot, but it also is super important to me to have this conversation when I start working with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is really born out of having had bad experiences in the past in not having aligned values and not having an aligned kind of uh, way of discussing them when when there was a disconnect. So absolutely. But of course, yeah, sometimes it's also easy just to get into cruise mode. Uh, 
It's, it yeah. also means that it's okay for me, and maybe I'm intellectualizing this, if I ever need to take something, take a job on because it pays well, but it may not necessarily be the most meaningful job, oh, then totally. it's okay to do it mm. because I'm doing this for the money, right? Um, 100%. Yeah, I also share that mindset. It's like, right? I mean, we are not saying in any way that, oh, every sort of business we get into or job we take is here to, you know, save the planet or, you know, like, I think, I, I think it just comes back to that clarity of understanding and knowing like, okay, I'm in this because the value that I'm getting out of it or I'm putting in, right. Is like, what is that sort of formula for yourself? Um, and maybe guys, this is also a moment, like if you, feel like you know this would be helpful like i think we would encourage you we do encourage you like please go and ask that question you know and maybe even have a conversation with friends about it or reach out to a different support system like you know we always talk about this right with therapists or coaches um i think I, it just keeps coming back um as a important element yes nectarius no i was i was good i was just saying thought that how can i illustrate this because we're yes. talking about this quite generically right so i'm in the situation at the moment we're a team of three and we're starting a new business and we are, the three of us are doing this for different reasons mm. but we are aligning on the what it is that we do but we have slight variations on the why we want to do this and the interesting thing is that when it works it's beautiful and when there's something where we don't agree on or when things get difficult, everybody reverts to their own way of dealing with it because we've got different levels of depth or personal value. So um, uh, one of us is doing it because he wants to make a dent in the industry. The other one is doing this because they want to kind of build something great. And I'm doing this because I've come from a series of being a minority then I want to do something that's a bit more impactful, right? So different facets, but the thing is amazing. And when you go public with it, I think it's going to be great. But when it gets difficult, we all revert to what can we drop, yeah. right? And for me, the last thing to drop is the impact piece because that's why I want to do this. But for one of my co-founders, that may be the first thing to drop because it's not as important as some of the others. So it manifests itself in the difficult times. In the good times, it's easy to align on values because everybody agrees on the big thing. Yeah. And, and that yeah. makes it sometimes really difficult. Now, if you want to take like zoom out and look at the fashion industry, I can't make a judgment of why people are doing this, what they do, why they're doing it. I know that there's people who have an artistic vision and people who just have skill, right? I remember going to the Alexander McQueen exhibition here in London that was in the press. And I was, I went there out of curiosity, not really being that connected to the concept of grand fashion as an artistic statement and the high couture, haute couture and all that. And I literally felt emotional when I came out of it because some of these pieces were just so unbelievably skillful and beautiful, right? Um, so there's that. But um, you hear these other stories and Eve was very clear about that. If you can't, if you don't get up, if you don't keep up, you're out. If you don't, pretend with everybody then it sounds like you can't build authentic relationships within that world mm. yeah you said at the beginning that there was uh, some sort of parallel with the startup world and i want to come back to that because mm. when you were describing a little bit the your relationship with the fashion and your experience what you saw even like 
the way I relate to fashion. So here in Pakistan, maybe you guys know because you follow is like, I, I love the fact that the fashion that I sort of found my way to is a way of expressing one a very strong message, but it's also a way of preserving crafts, right? So there are different motivations indeed. So again, we are not putting everything in the same bucket. Um, but I think that that experience, that level that Eve described, right? Mm. So in, in some way, it through my mind that the reference point was this Silicon Valley world where, you know, it's just if you don't play by the rules and you just don't move with the crowd, you're out. And there might be so much of misalignment on the core value system. So I wonder probably this metaphor or parallel could be drawn into many different industries as well. Um, but I guess it's just, you know, important again, just, you know, check on yourself, what you're getting yourself into. Um, I wonder, you know, that the peace and the terrors that you describe about co-founders and the alignment, it nearly feels like this could be a very interesting episode on its own. It's like, how do you sort of work with co-founders and the conflicts and misalignment? Like, I certainly would love to add my piece to this. Um, so, yeah. Is there something else that you want to mention or what stood out for you? Um, yes, and it sort of links to what you said, Vladi. It's um, we talk to all sorts of different types of entrepreneurs, right? And some of the people we talk to are very much the people who will tell us a story of ever since I was a kid, I just wanted to be an entrepreneur, I wanted to build my own business. And, and we see a lot of people nowadays, especially younger people, uh, going into entrepreneurship because they've, they've seen the entrepreneurial version of Vogue magazine, right? They read mm. a TechCrunch article or they read one of the famous books and and then they go into this completely naively, unprepared, and then they hit the wall and then their mental health suffers from it, right? Um, in Eve's case, he didn't have that. He fell into it. I love it when his story starts with, I love Russian literature. <laughs> you know, and at some point... I'm not going to say it, but I was teaching spies how to speak French, uh, Russian, right? Um, and um, all this is amazing. But then suddenly he finds himself in this running this business and, and sort of being sucked into this world. So it wasn't necessarily a choice of this is attractive. So there's also an element here because you said, check yourself, right? When you go into this, having this awareness that watch out for things that are not in the books um, mm -hmm. because it's easy just to get carried away. And especially with so many other things are happening, it's easy to just dismiss things where your inner voice says, maybe you shouldn't be doing this, or maybe this person shouldn't be necessarily trusted in the sense of going back to core values, right? Going back to things you fundamentally believe. Because one day you'll wake up and you find yourself in a world that isn't you, you and uh, the rules of this world don't apply to you, but you follow them and therefore you get sick. Yeah. You know, like I, I had this a little bit of a anxiety now, like not an attack or anything like that, not to belittle that, but it, I felt a little bit of like a heavy breathing. And the reason for it is because I was listening to you and, um, and I know we talked about this checking in, right. And in some way it feels lighter to me or easier to do at the beginning when you're getting yourself in something new and you have that you're on the crossroad everything is laid out and you can take a time and make your conscious decision the anxiety came to me when I was imagining like I'm on the train 
Mm. And like, there is a lot in stake. It feels like, right. And, and you, I think that a lot in stake for me sort of represented in my sort of commitment to people. That was one that came to my mind. And the other one was also sort of like maybe a little bit of fear around, okay, I'm going to, going to face the question, who am I? Right. And it just brings a little bit of the fear, like, oh, I thought I have it all sorted out. Um, so I just wanted to admit this, that I think, you know, even if you're listening and, and I think this applies to both of us, I, I remember Nick Harris, we've been just talking about this in London when we went for a coffee, right. Which is like, I'm in it already. I have invested. And it's like, I think putting the courage together for actually doing it whilst you're already on the way, I cheer you up to all of you. And, and I, and I hope more of us will do it because I think what Eve shared with us, that if we don't do it, it leads to a disaster. And I think the love that he got from his daughters, that was really the, the, the help for him. I don't know what is there out there for all, like all of us, right? At the end of the tunnel, but why do we have to get to the end of the tunnel? So not an easy thing to do, but I think, yeah, we are here for each other for that and together in it. Um, let's stay with the daughters for a little bit, because one of the things it's also important for us is support mechanisms, right? There is a parallel thing that I've observed both with me, with other people, which is when you get onto that train to use a metaphor and you actually sort of not really you lose awareness of what's really happening around you because you're so attracted or so busy or so distracted. Um, you also neglect relationships. Mm. That happens a lot. <clears throat> and uh, one of the things we've heard so many times now is it's the relationships that very often get people back on their feet. So having an awareness about nurturing the relationships that matter may, may not be a bad thing. Um, yeah. If you have, if your if your business is struggling and your health is struggling and your finances are struggling, and your relationships are struggling, then what's what's left? So there is a piece of just also making sure that in all this awareness about the internal life and all the external world and the values and the co-founders, that also the people that matter are really kind of available because you haven't. You haven't neglected them for a year or two. Mm, mm. No, I, I totally agree. I think, again, we coming, my structured mind comes back to this formula of love, safe, safety, and belonging. It's like, that's where we all connect. That's where it all starts, right? So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a, that's a place to go to. That's a place to start from. That's a place to nurture. Um I see it in my own life that when I'm sort of, you know, losing myself a little bit, um, the connection, the reaching out. And sometimes it's like a simple phone calls. Like it's, it's beautiful to see like how powerful that can be. Like I recall this like very clearly, like I just, you know, sometimes when I'm in that space, not only at the, those times, that's what I'm trying to be sort of careful of. It's like not use them only when I'm down, obviously, but um the power of like, just, okay, you know, it allows me to breathe through and if you feel that connection and everything somehow starts to look a little bit more brighter and, and lighter and all of it. So, 
yes, let's nurture connections and um, let's be grateful for them. You've been listening to Naked by The Future Farm, where entrepreneurship is stripped to its vulnerable core. To learn more about our work, sign up to our newsletter or visit thefuturefarm.co, where you can also apply to be a Naked guest. Naked is produced by Dan Turgill and edited by Catherine Walker. And remember, subscribe, follow and rate Naked to help share it with the world.